How soon is uh, New South Wales regional and rural areas set to open? I mean, is it too early this Friday? That's what I'm trying to say. I've got a note here from the Nationals. I see that Adam Marshall is echoing John Barillaro, the Deputy Premier's thoughts of reopening regional areas as early as this Friday night is scheduled. Over the past four weeks, a number of uh, jurisdictions, including Mr Marshall's Armidale LGA, have been in lockdown despite having next to no cases. Ryan Park is the Shadow Health Minister. Morning, Parky. How are you? Morning, Marcus. Nice to talk to you. Uh, Look, there are many businesses, families, school students. uh, They all want some sort of uh, plan to reopen regional areas. Um, Some callers to the program this morning are saying it's too soon. Others agree that, look, regional areas with next to no cases should be reopened. What do you think? Marcus, I reckon with a couple of days out, the government needs to outline today what the health advice is saying, particularly for those parts of regional and rural New South Wales that have had very little or no cases. I don't think it's unreasonable for those people who own businesses and uh, need to get back to work in those areas uh, to be heading back to work if the health advice is saying that. And what we're asking the government is, let's say it now, let's give people for once a bit of clarity earlier so they can work out what's happening with the kids, they can work out what's happening with their businesses and what they're going to do in terms of getting back to work. Yeah, uh, look, they want certainty. There's no doubt about that. Uh, there may be some areas, like in the, uh, the, the the West, including Dubbo, that may miss out, though. I mean, Dubbo, again, uh, seeing a, yeah. uh, a number of cases reported yesterday. Yeah, without a doubt. There are going to be cases in regional and rural New South Wales. We know those, particularly in parts of the central west like Dubbo, particularly in western New South Wales, that are still problematic. We, we know that. That's not going to be a blanket across um, New South Wales. But I think the Deputy Premier and Premier need to give those communities a bit of clarity, a bit of yeah. understanding and a bit of warning. I don't think that's too much to ask. We're not, it's not two weeks away. It's, it's a couple of days away. And for those people who have been managing at-home schooling, if they've had to take time off work, if they've had to rearrange um, what's happening in their own lives. I don't think that's unreasonable. You mentioned uh, about seeing the health advice. Well, that's near impossible at the moment without Parliament sitting. Now, I've got a a note here from Robert Borsak saying that the e-petition, that is, to... to uh, ensure that state parliament sits uh, despite the pandemic. It's reaching that goal of 20,000 signatories. Um, it's sitting at 19,200. They need another 800 people to sign it so that obviously it can be tabled. Uh, again, I noticed that uh, the boss, uh, Chris Menz and others, uh, yesterday in a you know a bipartisan move, again calling on Gladys Berejiklian to recall parliament in a COVID-safe manner, Ryan. Yeah, that's right. You've got young people going to Woolies and Coles and serving as our food and our groceries at this time. You've got people at service stations out and about. You've got an expectation that teachers will be going back, police are at work. I don't think it's unreasonable that politicians go back to work, hold the government to account, put some scrutiny around what is happening during this very, very difficult time. It has to be done safely, and I'm confident that it can be, and we can go back to work.